Hello and welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast where I get to interview special guests about their story um, and what resilience means to them. Hi Alison, welcome to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Hi Amanda, thank you so much for having me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, thank you so much for being here today, especially on Easter Monday. Um, I know. But, oh, it's, it gives me something to, to do that's exciting on Easter Monday. Yes, no, thank you for squeezing in this one. And everybody, this is Alison Brown. Let me introduce you properly. Alison Brown is the director of Everheal and creator of the four-step life formula program. She completed her PhD in analytical research in 2010, has presented nationally at the 2020 Virtual Disability Expo and was acclaimed speaker at the 2022 Symptom-Free MS Summit. After suffering from multiple sclerosis since 2005, Alison was forced to resign from her corporate job due to debilitating fatigue and brain fog. However, Alison's life changed forever when she discovered the healing properties of food, which helped her to overcome these symptoms and restore her quality of life. Alison then researched recommendations from experts and functional medicine practitioners from across the globe to discover the critical links between gut health and autoimmunity and ultimately how to use food as medicine. And Alison is now dedicated to sharing her research and life formula program to help educate and encourage and empower fellow autoimmune sufferers about how to improve their health naturally so they can get the most out of life. How cool. Welcome, Alison. Thank you so much. It's been such a journey, but um, I'm so glad that I'm in the spot now that I can help other people to um, to improve their quality of life too. Because it's it's not it's not easy living with an autoimmune condition, is it, Amanda? No, there are moments where I totally forget, and there's moments where I absolutely don't forget, and I realize, oh yes, that's still happening. So I would love to know um, how you were diagnosed. Okay, uh, so my first symptom was actually when I was running up some stairs and my right knee kind of dropped out from under me and I was like, oh my God, how clumsy was that? Didn't really think much of it, um, but I had sort of hurt my knee. So I was seeing a physio um, to get some work on that to, to sort of rehab it. And during the physio sessions, you know, a few weeks had gone past and I started developing a numb patch in the middle of my back between my shoulder blades. And I mentioned it to her and she said, oh, that's not normal, you know. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I'm just pinching a nerve. I don't think it's anything to worry about. And she was like, yeah. And she started reeling off these lists of different conditions that it might be. Now, all I remember was blah, 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 because I didn't know any of the conditions except for when she said multiple sclerosis. And I kind of went, oh, well, I know that one because of the MS readathon and things like that we did when we were kids. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so she said, I think you should go see a doctor. So I went to the doctor and by that stage, it was a couple of weeks later and my whole right side from my breast down was completely numb and my legs were starting to not function very well. And they did some tests to test out how numb my, my feet were. And the, the doctor basically got my toe and she was pushing it up or in the middle or down and I needed to tell her what, I was, what she was doing without looking. I had no idea. So I had to guess. I sort of went uh, up and she was like, okay, well, we'll try again. Now I just knew that I didn't get it right. Anyway, so I must've got it wrong. She tried it three times and each time I obviously just didn't get it right. She said, I need to refer you to a neurologist. Went to a neurologist. He did a few tests, said, let's get an MRI done. 
MRI of my brain and spine showed up lesions, which as you know, um, you know, is part of the MS sort of symptoms or, or the, the cause. And it was an MS diagnosis. Yeah. Were you diagnosed with relapsing remitting MS? Yeah, I was. Um, and I had over the space of uh, 15 years or so, I had about 20 relapses that affected my brain and spine um, in various different ways. But I've I've experienced a large gamut of um, the actual symptoms that you would you'd commonly experience with MS. So numbing, tingling, you know, optic neuritis, brain fog, fatigue, um, difficulty walking. Uh, yeah, a lot of different things that have affected me over the years. Um, and I was on disease modifying therapies for fifteen years as well for that time um, and they didn't seem to help my relapses <laughs> which was yeah. unfortunate but um yeah so I've been through some some tough times some very tough times but yeah. glad to be out the other end now um yeah it's a difficult journey isn't it especially starting those injections that you you know there's some of them just go a little bit under the skin but they sting like a bee sting some of them are intramuscular and you have to learn how to inject yourself with long needles in your thighs and stomach it's 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 a big journey isn't it oh god I remember I remember when I like before I was diagnosed when I was growing up I said to my mom like if I ever got diabetes or something and I had to inject myself I don't think I could do it because I didn't really like needles yeah and then here we are and I've had to do about 6,000 injections over my time like sub subcutaneous as you say under the skin yeah um, injections and a couple of times my auto injector didn't work because, uh, you know, for anybody who doesn't know, um, these injections, like you get the needle, you pop it into a little um, a little tube and you screw on the lid and it's got like a little button on it. So it actually auto injects into your skin when you put pressure on it. Um, but mine had broken and I was away from home. And so I was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do to actually just stick a needle in my skin I don't know how to do that because yeah. they don't kind of train you on what to do if you're auto injector which makes it very easy what to do if that breaks <laughs> um so that was that was quite a journey as well yeah I had a nurse that would come over and she thankfully taught me how to do all of it and from stretching the skin to darting it and I remember when I was paralyzed in hospital my twin sister had to stretch the skin for me because I only had one functioning arm this one was paralyzed. So she'd stretch the skin and I darted. It was just things you've got to do. I, I like, know, right? Stories. It's insane. You'd think back at it now and you're just like, oh God, I can't believe I, I went through all that. Um, yeah. You know. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so it sounds like nutrition has been a game changer for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So how did that journey start? Um, so as I say, 20 relapses or so, um, but in 2018, I got a really, what I've considered to be my life changing relapse. And I had such crippling brain fog and fatigue that I could no longer do my job as an analyst because I couldn't even work out what eight divided by two was one day. It was really, really bad. Um, my fatigue was out of this world. I just couldn't muster up the energy to even do things that I enjoyed, which was really you know, frustrating and I had anxiety and depression because I sort of felt my life just drifting away. And I spent months just sort of binge watching Netflix and eating junk food and kind of just feeling sorry for myself, wondering what happened to my life. You know, I sort of, I realized that if I didn't work out how to get myself better, that 
that that miserable existence that I was living day after day, which was just doing nothing, being nothing, feeling nothing would be as good as my life would ever be. And that terrified me. I was just so worried that that would be it. And so I was like, all right, Alison, you got to try something. And in the back of my mind, I'd remembered, um, you know, hearing about dietary changes in the past. I was like, maybe I'll give it a try, but, you know, I don't think it's going to really help or anything, but I've got to rule it out as being like, well, I tried it and it didn't work. Yeah. So reluctantly, I changed my diet and uh, I started eating a paleo-based diet. And within three months, my energy came back, like flooding back. Like when I was a teenager, my brain was functioning again. I didn't have anxiety and depression. And I wondered what the heck had gone on because that was game changing, like life changing, like what you said. And so that's when I started researching because I was like, I need to know why this happened because I don't get it food modifying some sort of you know having this miraculous disease impacting journey like what we're so connected aren't we where you know our, our, our biochemistry is connected to what we eat how we think how we feel and you know if, now it makes sense but yeah we're not really educated in that way when we're younger it's starting to come through more now but back you know a while ago, 10 or 20 years ago, it wasn't often spoken, and it certainly wasn't spoken about at any of my neurology appointments. Yeah, absolutely. They never, it's not something that ever gets kind of talked about. And I've heard people that have, have thought, well, you know, is there anything I can do as far as diet goes? And the neurologist yeah. go, no, nothing will help. Like you just, you're, you're lumped with it now. You've got, you've got MS, you're going to be on disease modifying therapies for the rest of your life. You're going to probably be in a wheelchair in, you know, 20 years time. Good luck. Yeah. Like that's sort of the the prognosis and you kind of go, oh my God, like how disempowering is that? Because yeah, then I feel I like there's research. nothing to do. Exactly. Yeah. But there are people that are diagnosed that can have a benign case and where it halts and it never, ever progresses. And that's, that's definitely a possibility. And when I first discovered that, I was like, well, I'm, I want to be that person. I want to be that statistic. And that was a much more positive way of handling it. But yeah, I mean, I, I suppose it's the doctor's job as well to let you know what could happen, but we get so fixated on worst case scenarios and the worst possible outcome. And that's, I guess that's how our brain works sometimes too, where we just, yeah, we go, we go down that path in a more strong like Yeah. And I feel like it's just society these days, you know, we've got a particular routine that we do which is you know you get symptoms you go to the doctor you know you go to a specialist you get a diagnosis you get put on medication and that's what it is like that's the mainstream um, disease progression right and then you know people never seem to kind of get out of it when they're just on medications but people that are taking alternative routes that are that are sort of challenging the status quo guess what they're kind of getting better there's got to be something to that right mm -hmm. and obviously from your research and the research that I've done as well it's like oh my god it is possible and you know mm -hmm. our food intake I never thought it was related to anything to do with my body function like mm -hmm. I really didn't think about it but now I'm like well food is our fuel right and if we're putting the wrong fuel into our bodies it's not going to function properly and unfortunately in this day and age mm -hmm. you know 80% of our supermarkets are just lined with inflammatory foods that we just consume without really thinking about it 
you know, it's just part of our, you know, our modern diet, um, which is unfortunate because those are actually hijacking our health without us even realizing. Um, And I was definitely in that space. I was definitely guilty of that. Yeah, we're getting sicker and sicker and autoimmune disease is on the rise. And that could be why, one of the reasons why. So you started with Walls' paleo program. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd read a little bit about um, Waltz, so I was kind of like, well, I'll just start there. You know, she was a really good inspiration for, you know, a place to start. Um, I didn't go as hard as like the Waltz protocol would necessarily um, dictate, but I did cut out, you know, inflammatory foods, which I think was a big, was the big driver. Yeah. And then what, what was the next step after Waltz? Did you look into Jelinek or Swank or any of the other neurologists that have I actually, because of like what had happened, I was like, right, well, so is this like any diet that does this or is this just this diet? Like what's what's going on? So I thought I'm going to do an analysis given my background in analytics. I was like, I need to analyze this. I need to look at, you know, Jelly Link's diet. I need to look at Swank's diet, uh, Walls and, you know, and numerous other ones. So I did an analysis um, of 21 different diets and compared it to the paleo diet because I thought, the paleo diet was the most frequently referenced in the literature um, that I'd come across. So I was like, well, I need to see where the common ground is. And are they really that different or are they kind of similar and we don't realize? Um, So there's actually like a 70 to 80% overlap in the recommendations based on the paleo recommendations, you know, so it's kind of like no surprise if we think about it. 80, did you say? Yeah, 70 to 80% overlap. And so if you look at things like vegetables, for example, it's all the way through. Everybody goes, yes, vegetables are good. Like mm. there's no surprise there. Nobody's going to say vegetables, they're bad, unless you're having like a, you know, a, an inflammatory um, intolerance to certain foods. Um, yeah. But that's kind of a different sort of yeah. level. But nobody's going to deny that eating more vegetables is good. Cutting out or eliminating or, or cutting back on sugar is going to be mm. good. Um, cutting down or eliminating processed food is also going to be good. Like nobody's going to deny that those things, we sort of already know that that's It's not magic, is it? It's more, I guess it's just the the way it was presented, it became this new thing. Um, And paleo was very much about eliminating, um, you know, pastas and rices and grains as well. It was like more replace them with um, sulfur-rich vegetables, um, cauliflower, broccoli, you know what I do is I um, steam a head of cauliflower or broccoli and then I'll throw it in a food processor with some garlic and that's a great mash and good sub- substitute for rice and pasta. Yeah, yeah. And it's it depends. Like rice is like rice is gluten-free, um, same as um, quinoa, yes. but some people can't handle that. So me personally, I can handle those without having like an inflammatory immune response. But some people, they're like, no, I get a really bad reaction to that. And it's what I consider to be gray area foods, which are, you know, you've got the staple kind of ones that are bad for everybody, right? But you've got these gray area ones like coffee, for example, or um, natural sweeteners or um, eggs, that sort of thing that, Mm. you know, some people can handle them and some Mm. people can't. So it's different physiologies that actually um, can or can't sort of we're all so it. different and do you just eliminate it for a month or two and then bring it back in to know whether you've got a response or do you have testing facilities for that 
Um, I don't do any testing. Um, we basically just go with the foundational work, right? Let's just eliminate the five, the big five inflammatory foods, which are sugar, gluten, dairy, processed foods, and alcohol. And let's yeah. do that for three months because yeah. three months is kind of the benchmark for seeing results. Now, some people, depending on how much damage they've got to their body, what sort of diet they've got in the first place, they can start seeing results in days or weeks. Like you can actually go, people are like, oh my God, I can think again. Oh my God, I've got energy. This is amazing. Other people, it'll take at least three months to actually see a result. And that's what happened to me. Three months it took before I actually saw any benefits. Yeah. And that was a long time to just be slugging away at something that I was like, oh my God, I hate this. This is terrible. Yeah. And, and now like, because I was addicted to sugar and junk foods for 30 years. So changing my diet from this modern Western diet to eating these whole foods, these rich nutrient rich foods was just completely different to me. This was just such a new thing. And so now my taste buds have changed. I can't stand things that might have like, sugar or, or really processed foods and chemicals in them my taste buds are like oh I don't know what that is but that's not food for you it's like you it get actually, out of blood and you just can't take it in again yeah that's right and your 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 body starts to get very tuned in to these little things that are um that are in some of these foods that we don't think much yeah. about really um, so interesting yeah food changed my life um a, a whole diet and addressing it and ramping up nutrients and, and eliminating it and it's so great that you have um your work helps people to do that and um before we talk about resilience tell me about your program okay it's a three-month program so as I say the three months is kind of like the good benchmark yeah. um, and it gives people time to make changes in their in their comfort levels because some people just go right I want to go really hard I want to just eliminate all the bad stuff just tell me what to do and I'll do it um, and other people just want to do it gradually because it's just a really big change but we're trying to make sustainable changes we want to make sustainable changes that actually give you the health benefits like long term because you want your health as long as possible right yeah. um so i've got like an online portal that people get access to where i give them like a daily video with just a new little bit of information um, they get chances to win um, monthly cash prizes as well if they post up on our online community which is a gorgeous little group of people that just want to see others succeed and and you know be healthy again right. which is really nice um, but yeah, we do the meal plans and the shopping lists and the recipes to just make that transition easy. Cause I did a lot of trial and error, just trying to figure it all out. And <laughs> honestly, mm. I've just tried to make it as easy as possible. Awesome. Um, plus education. I'm big on education because I did try to make some dietary changes, um, a few years beforehand. Um, and I fell back into my old habits because I didn't know the connection between food and my health. I just was doing it I started to get healthy again and then somehow I was like oh great well that's great now I can go back to normal and I did and boom relapse mm -hmm. so what I try to teach people is like once you understand these basic principles about you know a little bit about functional medicine like root cause getting to the root cause of things looking at leaky gut just a little bit you don't have to have a PhD you don't need to know all the science just a little bit of information that makes you go okay right when I eat those inflammatory foods mm -hmm. this is what happens and these are the results um when people understand that 
they can make better choices because you're more informed, right? Knowledge is power. So making, you know, more informed decisions gives you the power to be able to be happier and healthier for as long as possible. Right. That's what we try to do. That's awesome. And so then the foods that are in the meal prep and and the planning, they are foods that are designed to heal the gut and to optimise repair. Uh, Yeah. So I've got a couple of different types of recipes that I'm working on. I've still got a few more that I'm doing. Um, but you get access to effectively like a paleo set of recipes. And I've also done a set that's for AIP, which is the autoimmune protocol, which is the next level of like, let's go more strict. So those gray area foods that we were talking about, you know, they cut those out Um, and it gives your body the best chance of actually repairing because it's taking out any potential source of inflammation. Let's just start with that um, and see what happens. But basically by the end of the program, if you're not feeling any better, um, one, I refund your money because obviously if you've made all these changes and you haven't seen any results, then I refund your money because obviously it hasn't worked. That's never happened. Um, but yeah. also I recommend to go and see a functional medicine practitioner. If you're at the end of the program going, I feel a little bit better, but I've still got a bit of brain fog. I've still got a little bit of whatever. And we haven't been able to flesh out why, because mm-hmm. usually we can. Um, I recommend to go and see a functional medicine practitioner, a naturopath that can do some testing to actually look for those root causes. Might be something else at play. And what about if you're vegan or vegetarian? Is there a, um, do you customize the program for, for those people? Yeah, so I'm currently working on um, the vegan menu as well. Um, so I'm about halfway through doing that at the moment. So I've got, I'm going to have that as an option as well, because, you know, we've, we've all kind of got different, different, yeah, preferences. Um, so I'd like and to Jeremy be able to make sure. does it successfully too, doesn't he? His research shows that eating in a pescatarian or a vegetarian or vegan way is still um, very effective. Yeah, and it, it depends on it depends on who you talk to. I, I know that I've done a little bit of research into it, um, and when I talk, when I've looked at um, Dr. Sarah Ballantyne's information, you yeah. know, she sort of says that uh, a, a vegan diet. Um, specifically is not quite getting enough protein not quite getting enough uh, of the broad spectrum nutrients that you need but it's still not to say that you can't get a good chunk of it Um, and you could use supplements to actually get those other bits and pieces but it's still going to be a lot healthier if you're eating whole foods regardless of whether it's yeah you're going to see what's right for you exactly and you know it's interesting because dr terry wells was um vegan and she switched to paleo um, but then there's lots of research that shows through Gel- and Gelinic's work is you can do it quite successfully, um, you know, in a vegetarian or a pescatarian way. But really, as we said before, the common denominators across the board are really, you know, ramping up. You've got your recommended daily intake of fruits and vegetables and fiber and hydration, but you've got to ramp it up even more when you're in need of repair or when you're going through a stressful time. And that's what I do is I ramp up my protocol when um, either I've got symptoms or if I know I've been through a stressful time and I just need to ramp up that repair and then I can go back to my maintenance program when I feel like everything's okay and that's when I'll bring back the gray areas and you know you just check in with how you're feeling. Absolutely Um, I think that's the best thing that you can do because I mean the nutrient value that we're putting into our body they're the amino acids they're the building blocks for all the reactions that happen into our body so if we're fueling it with the wrong stuff in the first place it doesn't have what it needs to actually function properly 
Yeah. Um, particularly when it comes to our mitochondria, which are the little energy powerhouses in our cells. Yeah. You know, if they're not functioning, you don't get energy, right? So, and this is a problem. Yeah. Um, but as you say, when you're when you're already needing, when you're already sort of compromised a little bit with your health, mm. you know, we need to focus on those nutrient-rich foods yeah. that give our body the best chance it can to heal. Yeah, and alive food, healthy food, fresh, whole foods. Who knew that that might produce energy? Um, <laughs> So tell me, what does resilience mean to you, Alison? Look, I think resilience for me is about is about never giving up because you can get knocked down a hundred times, like what we would have been done, like with our diagnosis. And, you know, you just get hit after hit after hit. Resilience to me is going, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on myself. I'm actually just going to keep on trying, keep on trying to figure this out, keep learning. Um, Just having that, that ability to just pick yourself up, to be able to go, no, no, let's keep going. Let's just keep trying because one day the penny will drop. One day something is going to work and you're actually going to see results. And then it's self-perpetuating. Once you start seeing results and feeling results, you go, okay, this is working. I'm going to just keep going. Um, But that's what resilience means to me is just never giving up on yourself. I love that because we we often give up just before the gold. It's like we can't see that it's just there. And if we just keep going when other people come in and they take over, say, a business path, for example, then, yeah, research has showed any sort of success stories and books that you'll read is yeah it is that ability to just to keep going because you never know when you're going to find your pot of gold whatever that is for you is just keep going and and to be kind to ourselves along that journey because it's it's great to be a go-getter but we can um, exhaust ourselves too when we keep going keep going so how do you do that for yourself in a kind way that still helps you to stay energized and healthy that's so hard yeah, and it's it's one of the things that we do look at in the Life Formula program too is seven key life areas. So we look at, you know, are you getting enough rest? Are you eating the right things? Are you socialising? Mm. Um, are you doing relaxation like meditation, exercise? Are you getting some sunshine? And are you doing something that makes you happy every day? Just these little life area things that also contribute to your overall health and well-being. Um, you know, diet is the first one that we really hone in on because obviously we want to be fueling our body with the right stuff first. But all of these external factors, like if you've got high stress, which as you know from your previous experience and mine as well, high stress, obviously your cortisol levels are up, you're in fight or flight mode all the time. Your body can't be in a stressful state and heal at the same time. It doesn't work that way. It can only do one or the other. So we need to make sure that those stress levels are managed um, and are keeping down as well. So, yeah, it is a, it's a holistic kind of game, but um, one that is achievable if we take small little steps. And it's not about trying to do something really big, make massive big changes because that's not sustainable. It's about making little tiny steps in the right direction and that adds up to big results sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. Well, you've already explained something you've been through, which is, you know, your your diagnosis. Was there gonna was there gonna be something else? Or was that what you were what you were gonna talk about today? Oh, look, uh, I was happy to just talk about whatever today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's it's been a journey. Um, I've as I say, I've had twenty relapses, which mm-hmm. have affected all different areas of my body, and yeah you know, that's left some residual damage. Like I can't say that I'm completely symptom-free. I live a great life now compared to what 
um, my prognosis kind of was looking like before, but I still have residual damage, like neurological damage, which is not easy to fix or put a Band-Aid on. What um, are symptoms? So I have, I've got bladder dysfunction. I've got some numbing and tingling in my legs. Um, I definitely get overheated in, in the summer. Um, and I can't walk like great distances without having to have a rest, but you know, it's all manageable now. And, you know, I know I can't change the past. I definitely can't change the past. I can't change the permanent damage that I've got right now, but I can change my future. And that's what I've been doing. Um, and I think that's what I try to encourage everybody else to do as well is just, mm. just to do, just to try something a little bit, just mm. so that your future looks better than, you know, maybe mm. what your past is, you know, you can, you can focus Some on of my symptoms, particularly my bladder ones, because I had lots of bladder urgency and frequency the, the more I ramped up um, and over many years, my symptoms actually did start to completely subside, even the permanent damage that I, I had done. Um, I've noticed that, you know, it can be possible to repair the lesions as well. You can, they can shrink, um, but there can be some permanent damage as well. But yeah, I think I'm always open to the possibility of repair, always. Yeah, and I, I do agree with you. I think, um, I think, you know, for me personally, it's like any amount of eating that I'm doing isn't repairing that stuff. So there needs to be something else that I need to do. Um, yeah. So something else that I'll be looking into in the future is some uh, neurolinguistic like reprogramming. Mm -hmm. So if I've got like lesion here on my body, which mm -hmm. means my legs don't function, what about if we find a new neural pathway? It doesn't go through the damage it actually goes a different way now there's a lot of work that has to go into reprogramming you know your your nerves to actually fire in different ways but it can be done yeah um, so that's something else that I'm working towards as well that's cool yeah and surely the body in its own way tries to do that intelligently you know yes yeah uh, and it's just repetition and it's just retraining it's you know it starts with the mindset yeah. as well about yeah. rethinking, um, you know, I can do this, I can do this rather than I can't or I shouldn't. Yeah. Um, it's It sort of starts with the mindset, but yeah, and a fair bit of repetition, but uh, I think it's definitely possible. I think exercise and training, um, interval training and weight training for me has been a huge part in healing my brain as well as the food. Yeah, like it, it creates some amazing like endorphins and neurotransmitters that you know, this, this helps us in this repair process. Now yeah. it's not, what I tell people is it doesn't matter how much exercise I tell you to do. If you're not eating right, well, that's not going to work Yeah. or vice versa. Like it's just, it's one of those things where you've got to kind of start with those foundational kind of um, points, like fuel your body with the right stuff. And let's talk yeah. about the external factors then as well. Yeah. And um, even on a deeper level, you can, I believe that you can still eat all the right food and exercise, but if your mindset and your happiness and your ability to de-stress and to bring in joy is not right, it's also cancels out as well. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer in um, yeah, nutrition and mindset being critically important. And then it would be exercise third for me. Yeah. So I think uh, if you're talking about mindset with stress kind of being attached to that, um, yeah. I'd say that would be that would be mine as well. Cause I think a lot of people in this day and age, we've got you know, our stress levels are up to here because we're trying to manage jobs and kids and work and blah, 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 like just mm -hmm. everything. 
we're just overworked all the time and our brains are always on. So it's like, I'm tired, but wired. Mm -hmm. And unless we can kind of figure out how to settle that down so that you're not in that fight or flight response all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, that's one of the keys to kind of healing as well. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely not just one thing. But no. we've got to start with with uh, nutrition is the first kind oh, of step. as an absolute foundation. And you know, yeah, I totally agree. So tell me what what was your lowest point on your journey? Um, lowest point would be sitting on that couch, staring out the window, thinking, "This is how I'm going to die." It's like a loss of hope. Yeah, it was just absolute rock bottom helplessness hopelessness just desperation I was like I don't know what just happened but I have all this potential I've got you know I've got my PhD I've got you know all these things that I sort of want to do and yet my body was just like "Mm -mm, not doing that Um, that's the biggest stress when we have a goal and then we stop believing in ourselves or what can be possible for us I call it the inner conflict and it creates a stress response within and when we can change our mind about that story, which is obviously how you, what you did is you, you know, we've got to find hope and, and to find a way to, to never give up, to keep on going so that we can prove to ourselves that what we want and our goals are possible. And yeah. it's a journey of believing in ourselves, isn't it? It is. And it's about, it's not just about, excuse me, um, the belief in stuff like that's definitely a great starting point but then it's about taking the steps unless you take action like you can go to all the free seminars you can listen to all the podcasts or interviews or anything like that you can go go to trainings unless you actually take the steps nothing will change it's like Einstein's definition of insanity which is exactly what was happening to me I was like why aren't I getting better it's been months I wasn't so doing how anything. Do you, how did you move into action? That fear, there was fear that was in my brain, just like if you don't figure out how to get better, this miserable existence that you're living, this is your life forever until you die. And that is that is it. And I knew how awful I felt um, and that scared me. And there was a little voice. There was a little Allison voice inside my head going, you can change this, like just try something. And then, you know, you've kind of got that, that inner conflict going like, but I'm exhausted and I don't think it's going to work and I'm, I just can't be bothered. It's just yeah. too hard. Yeah. Everything seems too hard. But sometimes we just have to stretch ourselves a little bit, just a yeah. little bit to just take a chance on something that might actually help you. Um, and I'm so glad that I did. I was so sceptical before. I've got some before footage because I was taking weekly video blogs to try to help keep myself accountable because I knew that if I could cheat, then I probably would. I mm. didn't, I wasn't motivated except mm. for the fear. So I sort of was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to stay on track. Maybe I'll try to just do a video just, you know, to help me kind of talk about my successes and my challenges but it seemed to help and you can really see the difference now. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. That would have been huge. Who were your biggest supports around you during that time? My husband, for sure. Um, you know, every time that I'm like, I've got some new harebrained idea, like, honey, we need to change our diets. I've got to start eating healthy again so that I can get my health back. And he's like, okay. 
like he'll just do you know he'll just be on board because he knows that um you know that was he used to come home and I would be like hi you know and he'd look at me and just with these sort of sad helpless eyes just going like I just I know you're not well but I don't know how to help you and that sort of it's sort of scarred into my mind and this was one of my big reasons was you know this was my why why am I bothering doing this Mm. it was partly to get my own life back but it was also because I was like I just can't bear the thought of seeing him so unhappy and so helpless every day that he comes home and now I get to like run up to him and be like hi honey (laughs) you know and it's so great because he's got a big smile on his face but um he was definitely my biggest support and um yeah that's made the world a difference to me so tell me what what are the main things you learned on your journey the main things I learned was that I had to be open to a new way of thinking yeah. I had to realise that my, my knowledge of how you treat illness wasn't the right way. It was the standard mainstream way of doing things, but this is not helping us. Like, as you mentioned before, like the rates of um, autoimmunity and all chronic disease, it just keeps rising, which makes no sense to me. Like when I was doing my research, I was like, I don't get that. We're in the most medically advanced era in human history. Those numbers should be going down. We should be getting cures for everything, right? But why? This is not, this is not happening. And if you have a look at, um, you know, our, it was over the last 100 years, let's say baseline, 100 years that our, the rates of disease are just skyrocketed. If you look at what's happened to our dietary intake over that time, well, what our grandparents and our grandparents' grandparents used to be eating was just living off the land. And everyone, everyone before that was doing the same thing. Now, since the turn of the century, our last century, we've now gone with like a lot of processed foods, a lot of uh, fast food outlets, this kind of thing. Guess what? They're married. They're, these are hand in hand why the disease rates are rising. Um, and yeah, it's one of those big things where I was like, I need to just keep researching, keep learning. Education mm-hmm. was a huge, huge part of it, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Hence why you created a program to help others to be educated as well. Yeah, because it was the only way that I could see myself succeeding. And like, I haven't, I haven't fallen off the wagon like I used to, where, you know, if I'd had this fixed mindset of, I'm doing this diet and it's just for a couple of weeks just to lose weight or just to do this. And, you know, it was very just a closed mindset. And now, now that I kind of realized it, I was like, wow, I've just been looking at it all wrong. When I first started to change my diet in 2018, I was, I actually said on a community group, I was like, how much longer do I have to keep doing this diet for? I'm not feeling any benefits. So I had this fixed mindset that I just needed to do it for however many months, like two months, And that was it. I can go back to my old ways, not realizing that my old ways were what was the problem in the first place. So having that education has allowed me to just change my lifestyle now. This is this is the new me. And it's strange because, you know, I have parties and my friends are like, you're not drinking, Alison. That's different. And you don't eat that food that's different but now I do, I'm not tempted by any of it because mm. I know how I feel and I know how I know the consequences of if I don't do this yeah also you won't have a drink at all not even at a party 
it's look occasionally I'll have like a little like sip but I don't it's not because I want to it's yeah. because somebody's like oh but it's a celebration and you know just have a little bit of champagne <laughs> I'm, like, yeah. I'm like all right but it's it's not because I want to and I'm drawn back into it I'm I'm in complete control now and for somebody that had sugar addiction for 30 years yeah that lack of control consumed me for ages you know I'd, I'd try to do the diet and then it'd be like sugar would just be calling my name and I'd be like oh I just have to have some you know and it's that that feeling of just being out of control is very very strong and this is the reason why people can do you know I do a fixed diet for like I'm doing it for two weeks and then I'm back on to my old habits yeah um, the sugar addiction coming over sugar overcoming sugar addiction That's sorry amazing is one of the biggest things we can do and that's one of the biggest reasons why people fall off the wagon is because even foods like the pastas and um, uh, breads that you were talking about before like they rapidly turn into sugar in our bloodstream Mm. it spikes our dopamine level like because we go oh sugar oh my god I love you yes my brain's happy Um, but it spikes our insulin levels then we you know we crash It, it turns into fat storage and then we get this this um, signal from our brain going, oh, go get me some more of that stuff, that sugar that you had before, because that made me feel amazing. And then we get this sort of, you know, want. Which is why mindset's so important because, you know, because sugar lifts us up, if we're feeling down and we're not working on that bit, you know, that can be even harder to eliminate the sugar. Do you think that when you started to see results after the couple of months of eating really well, that you, your, your condition actually started to improve as well because of the hope that you found? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And when that, that hits, you know, my clients talk about it too. I've got clients that have you know, done the program and they've been eating healthy and then they're like, I feel like more present and more energized and more everything. What else can I be doing? Like what other things can I do? Because it's like this self-perpetuating thing that their mind is now yearning for feeling better because you get addicted to these good foods that are actually fueling your body and making you feel amazing. And that's the best addiction that you can have is actually being addicted to foods that make you feel amazing. So how can people find you? Uh, so they can find me on my website, so everheal.com.au. Uh, they can email me at info at everheal.com.au or they can come and find me on Facebook. Um, I've got a group, um, a free group that I run as well, which is in facebook.com slash group slash autoimmune diet. Um, they can come and join me there and get some free tips on, you know, just how to eat healthy and some little tips and tricks on recipes and things like that um, that can be really helpful. But, yeah it's um Beautiful. they can find me they can find me. i'll have all of those links on the blog um and on the youtube channel and across all the channels as we share your beautiful story thank you so much for being on the podcast allison thank you amanda it's just been a pleasure to chat with you and i'm sure that we'll have more chats in the future i'd say we'll be solving the world's issues <laughs> definitely i think you'll definitely have to be a special guest speaker at one of my retreats yeah sounds amazing i love it Yes. So everybody, thank you for listening. Please review and subscribe to the Ben Like Bamboo channel. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. See you, Alison. Bye, Amanda. 
Thanks for listening to the Ben Like Bamboo podcast. Please rate and share the episode with your community or anyone you think may need to hear this episode. If you would like any help with maximizing well-being and flexibility in your life personally, you can see me one-on-one at the private practice in Melbourne or on Zoom if you are not local. You can book in or find more info at benlikebamboo.com. If you would like help remotely, I have a resilience program you can do as an online course with six eBooks and videos on mind, body, food, connection that include resilience and tools that can help you to feel happier and healthier after rebuilding from change, stress or illness. If you would like help with boosting resilience and wellness in the workplace, you can book in for a free Zoom discovery chat The Ben Like Bamboo at Work program can be delivered in person or virtually. And if you would like to inquire about Ben Like Bamboo at school, you can find information on all these programs on my website, amandacampbell.com.au. And you can contact me on email, amanda at benlikebamboo.com. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. And remember that flexibility builds resilience. And no matter what you are going through, you can overcome it and discover what you are made of. See you at the next session.